Hello and welcome back to the Blockbuster Hall of Fame. Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, this week we are going to review 1993's Boomstone. Oh, this movie is something. And I really, before I jump in on how good or bad it could be, I want to ask Jordan, what do you think? Oh, man, I did not want you to go to me because I was disappointed in myself because I didn't have as much fun with this movie as I thought I was going to. And I used to love this movie, but I don't know. I, I went in and started at this time, and I was I, I was a little bit on the board side. And I was like, no, because I want to like this movie so much. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. my little short take. <laughs> No, no, it's okay. These are quick thoughts. Quick thoughts. Yeah. So no quick thoughts. We gotta stick to it. Nobody retorts. Hey, what about you? I had never seen this movie. So this was my first time. And I understand Jordan's criticism. But I kind of enjoyed that part of it because it does pick up after a certain moment. And I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. There's a couple things that didn't work we'll talk about, but overall. I get why it's so revered. It's a great story. Okay. Um, so before we go to Seth, I'll say my take. Um, love this movie and watching it again. Uh, I forgot how quick it started. Then there's a little bit of a lull, but then it picks right back up. Um, and I really just like enjoyed it. And I think more so this time around, I paid more attention to the quotes um, of the movie and all the sayings, and so yeah, no, I just really loved it for that fact. Um, Seth, what about you? Uh, well, it's the second best western ever filmed, and the best western ever filmed was a miniseries. So I guess we could fairly say it's the best western yeah. ever filmed as far as a straight movie goes. Uh, it is also, in my opinion, it does the best job of doing a biography film while still using some of its own mythology to tell a really fun story. So it doesn't let necessarily every single minute fact get in the way of telling just a fun story, while still being pretty accurate for the time. Not 100% accurate, but pretty accurate. Well, there's a famous saying, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story, right? Ex so, exactly. I like it. I think this yeah, one fits it perfectly for that. I think we just went through that with uh, Braveheart. I know I didn't like Braveheart, but clearly they took a lot of like liberties with that story. Some were true, some were it not. A documentary. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it's kind of the same thing that we went through with Braveheart, except for I like this one better. Hmm. So, guys, we're going to go ahead. Let's go ahead and get this... Uh, Giant ensemble cast out of the way because there's a ton of people in here. We got my one of my favorites, all time favorites. We got Kurt Russell. We got we've had Val Kilmer for what, mm -hmm. three of the last four weeks. Yes. Yeah, did we? we? Have, yeah, yeah, Top both Gun. Top Gun movies. <clears throat> Top Gun. Yeah. Oh, both Top Gun. You're right. I, I, yes, both yeah. Top Guns. The voice of the just West, when you think of just like Western culture, M. Elliot is the voice that plays in your brain. If it doesn't, I, sorry, bro, you should probably listen to him. Uh, Who? M. Elliot, the voice of like just Western. Oh, yeah. 
Is this bait? That and Roadhouse. <laughs> is this uh, bait? Yeah, Bill this feels Paxton. like bait. Uh, we Why, have... Who do you want to say is the voice of the Western? John Wayne exists. Are we going to pretend like he doesn't exist? No, nah, racist motherfucker. Can... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was just going to mention another racist motherfucker. Charlton Heston um, was also in here. Wait. Uh, hold on. Can I go to Seth's wait, point real quick? Yes. The generation that grew up with John Wayne is gone. So he no longer is like people don't know who John Wayne is, is anymore, I don't think. Anyone under 30 doesn't know who John Wayne is. That's my that's my hot take. So I don't think he's the title. He doesn't hold the crown anymore. I think Jared's right. I think it's more Clint Eastwood or or uh is it what's the guy's name again? I'm bad with names right now. Sam Elliott? Sam Elliott. Know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you can hold, my, hold up, though. No, I, I, I just right. wanted to know what what was uh, the issue with uh, Charleston Heston because I know in the fifties and the sixties he was big in the civil rights. So I, I don't know. I was just curious Ooh. that I missed something on that one. Or that just I take may, that off I to the side. Enough. I was just surprised to oh. hear that. Buddy, what? I don't I'm, know. I'm googling. <laughs> Uh, that's a different podcast. I don't know anything about yeah, this. I don't know. It just hey. threw me off for there a minute. Sorry. No, but I was no. just like, wait, what? God damn it, Jordan. Do not derail me because that's an easy way to get me derailed. Uh, Stephen Lang, Thomas Hayden Church. Um, John Corbett. John Corbett. Michael oh. Rooker. Billy Bob Thornton gets punched. No, no, not, not punched. He gets slapped in the mouth. I can't He gets slapped in the mouth. Uh, come on. All right, guys, please tell me what you think of this cast. Let's go ahead with Seth. Yeah, okay. So I think this cast is great. First of all, you have the narrator. You have uh, Hal Mitchum. Count Hal Mitchum? I can't. I'm terrible. Ray's infected my brain with terrible names right now. But uh, he was also a – Robert. Robert Mitchum. Thank you. Uh, He was in uh, the El Dorado movie with uh, James Caan and John Wayne. He's done a bunch of westerns, uh, and before y'all say anything about him, he was the opposite as far as the antithesis when it comes to the political leanings of John Wayne. That's why they only made one movie together. Uh, but uh, he, I thought it was great to have him as a narrator for the movie. I know he's supposed to be in the movie, but he hurt his back. Uh, I thought it was great seeing Charlton Heston in the movie because I thought I liked all the old connections to older movies and stuff. Then you had like the present '90s stars with like Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer. And he even had like some of the up and comers, you know, you had like Billy Zane, Dana Delaney, and Jason Priestley. Though Jason Priestley didn't exactly, you know, really blow up too much. But mm-hmm. 9120 ran for like 10 years, so you had that for him. But I just thought it was really cool. And it, the entire time you're watching the movie, you're constantly going like, oh, hey, that's that one person. Oh, hey, that's that one person. Even yeah. in the small, minor roles, yeah, like the in Daredevil. Like the, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the guy that gets thrown on the tracks. In the Daredevil movie, he was in this movie, and if you, yeah, and Forey yeah. from Yellowstone, he's in it as well. Sure, plays Pony Deal. Um, so yeah, it's just a, a ensemble cast. Uh, Ray, what did you think about the cast of this movie? Cast yeah, was great. I thought <sighs> casting Jason or not one of my things, Michael Bain. 
as the bad guy was fun because he's always so easy to root for in every movie. And I still kind of rooted for him in this movie. But it's just like the pure charisma of Val Kilmer is untouchable and I had to root for him. But I like that they he's he's the villain, but god dang it, I like the villain. You know, like I liked him. Um the cast was great. Uh yeah, it is crazy. Like Thomas Hayden Church, uh I didn't even see Stephen Lang, but he's in there apparently. Um maybe oh, yeah, I didn't recognize did. him. You saw him a lot. He has some of the greatest lines. Uh for a- Michael Rooker just said a couple things. Uh it was just weird. Um it's a good cast. I mean, when is Kurt Russell ever bad? And what you know? I love about this movie is every time I know Bill, I've seen this movie countless times. Every time I see Billy Bob Thornton, I'm just like, <laughs> wow, because it happens so fast. He's just oh, like yeah. right at the beginning, and it's just like, wait, where did he come from? Like I know, I know he's there, but every time I see him, I'm just like that was quick. Billy Bob's in here. Seth. Hey, I just want to say. Uh, Ray, Stephen Lang was the guy who said the law don't go around here, law dog, over and over again. He was Ike okay. planning. The guy said, I'm going to turn your head. When Wyatt told him, I'm going to turn your head into a canoe. That was... Oh, okay. Lang. That's what I meant by you definitely saw him. He had a lot of screen time in the yeah. movie. But. I do want to add, here's a, th- here's a thought experiment. And it's, it helps Yorton's point a little bit. The casting is so darn good that... With a lesser cast, I don't know if this movie is held up as being great. I think this this movie is good, but it thrives off how great the cast is. I think that's the strongest point in the movie. Not the writing, not the directing. I think the cast carries this movie more than any other aspect. And, and I mean, like that that's not... F- I don't think you're far off. I think you're on, on track. Um, because, I mean, we've seen countless movies get carried by the cast... Unfortunately, my favorite Scorsese movie is definitely carried by the cast in Gangs of New York. Um, the cast mm-hmm. carries that movie because it's a little weak. And then, of course, um, we just had Joker win. Um, Joaquin Phoenix won Best Actor for that movie. But, like, you take him out of that movie, like, I... No one goes to watch it. It's terrible. Um, Maybe. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I will well, say this movie is Jordan. definitely based off of the uh, actors. Because, like, Doc Holliday when he says, I'm your Huckleberry, one of the classic lines from this movie. He took my line. I, I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm like, who else can pull that off? And I normally don't say it. Ray's normally the person who else can pull this off. I'm saying it this time. I'm like, I, I don't know who really else could pull that off. I don't is. No. No, no. I actually thought no, no. this. At the end of the movie, while he was doing the I'm your Huckleberry, I was like, man. He is oh. he is being such a care. I was like, who else could play this role? And there's only one name. I'm not saying he could, but he may. What, Seth? Who do you think I'm going to say? <laughs> there's no one. There's no one. It doesn't even matter. You better not say Matt Damon. But there's no one. <laughs> no, Matt Damon role. cannot do this. Then why Johnny are you Depp. shaking your head like you do? Johnny Depp. No Go home, Ray. <laughs> Johnny, young, Depp. Johnny, Johnny Depp. No. Because no. I got a lot of... Uh, yeah, For one, they're not even young in this movie. That is way well, too I, young. Johnny Depp and I don't know. I'm just saying. No, maybe not, I don't know when. I don't know what role. era, but like Johnny Depp, what he brought to Pirates of the Caribbean, I got kind of like a same vibe with Talk Holiday. It was just a vastly eight. different characters. Two different characters. 
Very much so, but the same vibe, just kind of like, yeah. kind of like swagging in there with the walk and everything. Um, Johnny also, Depp, sorry, could have done it not as good, but he could have done it. Sorry, to also be respectful, I didn't mention any of our female actors in this movie. I'm very sorry. Dana Delaney, how charming was she as the love interest of Wyatt Not his wife, but the love interest yeah. that he ended up getting we'll talk with about that the plot line later. Oh, okay. I'm later. just saying, how, how charming was she? I'm just mentioning the actress. We don't have to get into the plot line, which we'll get into um, after our next segment, but it was like very charming. Uh, I really loved her in this movie as well. So, man, just really good cast. And Ray, you're not wrong. I hate to admit it, you're not wrong. But this movie is still good without having well, the heavy hitters. The the thing uh, about this movie good enough. is the cast. I think I think Ray's right. Actually, as much as I love this movie, I think actually Ray's right. No one's about the cast really carrying the movie. I think if you have anyone. First of all, here's where Ray's also wrong. Anyone no, I know, before you yell at me. In the movie is, is, I'm not trying to replace him. He's the best man for the job. There's no one else who could play it, but if someone had to, I think Johnny Depp could do an admirable effort. That's what I'm saying. And we, No one would watch the movie but uh, ever again. <laughs> but Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer really do carry this movie. Like yeah. their, their chemistry as friends and their friendship drives not on the movie – but it's also I don't I'm not sure anyone else could have done wider uh, as well. And technically speaking, if we're going to be honest, Falcon was a terrible Doc Holiday. The actual best Doc Holiday is Wyatt Earps, the movie Wyatt Earps, Doc Holiday and Dennis Quaid. But the reason no, there's a reason for that. The, the real life Doc Holiday was good, super bro. annoying. He was annoying. He was like obnoxious, annoying. There's a reason why Wyatt Earp was his, was his only friend. No one liked Doc Holiday. Well, and unfortunately, Dennis Quaid was very unlikable in Wyatt Earp, which is why I like this version because it blended the sickness and some of the gambling and all that. And Val Kilmer made it his own and made it a much more sympathetic, in my opinion, to the viewer. They like yeah. it more. All right, Jordan. I was going to say, it's like with him, though, of Doc in this movie, I feel like no, it was clear why no one else liked him because he was a jerk to everyone. But Wyatt Earp, and so mm -hmm. I, I'll have to see the other movie. But I'm like, I still got very much that f feeling like he's not charming to everybody. He's just charming as being the biggest bro you could have, and that's why he's charming in this movie. Yeah, Dennis Quaid played him very accurately to like his history. Like mm -hmm. Wyatt Earp, the mo other movie is a great example of when you go too far into the minute detail of history. How you can lose the focus of the movie. But, Side note, I was going through the cast and I didn't even realize Stephen Lang was Ike Clayton in the movie. I did not realize yeah. that was him. Yeah, he was the law dog, you know, the law don't go down here, law dog. Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> perfect segue into our next one. So, I asked the guys a little bit if they could pick one person from this movie who they could be in the life of, but they have to do their life from start finish and everything in between so who are we picking easy oh seth and jordan who do you got i got wyatt earp man you get to sit, live long enough to see yourself portrayed in the movies and written in books and everything you didn't ever get shot 
Yeah, let's go with Wyatt Earp here. And you that, you married sorry. to a rich woman. <laughs> that blew my mind. Like, he died in, like, 1929 or something. I was like, mm-hmm. my uh, grandfather was, like, alive then, I think. Like, that's insane. Oh, yeah, your grandpa would have been alive then, yeah. That's what make that's what makes the early nineteen uh like nineteen tens or nineteen hundreds and nineteen tens always an interesting year to me, years to me because it's that transition of like uh early industrial revolution moving on to what we see our our normal days. Okay, wider. So Seth, is that who you're picking? I mean you kinda have to because that man did not know fear. And I mean that literally. He didn't yeah. overcome fear. He just never had it. He never experienced fear. He was a weird dude. Now, granted, this movie kind of ignored one of the more tragic aspects of Wyatt Earp's life, but he Which ended up is? with a happy ending story. Uh, his first wife died of illness, and like the one he actually married. He actually only married two people, but uh, and his first wife died. Yeah, they the really the kept quiet what happened. Yeah. Huh? Wait, the one in the movie? His wife in the movie? No. That, that no. was not his wife. That was a common law wife. He actually, she was actually a hooker that he hooked up with, and oh, she just kind of carried along with him. Uh, her real, she only started using the Earp name, and he kind of let her. But they had never actually married. But they referred to her as his wife at one point. So I, okay, I, that's yeah. why I got confused. Okay, he kind of let people use it. Maddie Blaylock was just a woman of ill repute that he kind of checked up with. But uh, his first wife was actually a really devastating loss for him. It's kind of what drove him to the west. Okay, but I'm going wider. I mean, the man loves ice cream. Right. I'm going wider as well until Jared gives me his pick, and then it's something I didn't see out of left field, and I go, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's my answer." I'm telling you this right now. I'm going with Johnny Ringo. Why? Second in charge the entire time. He reaps all the benefits, but he doesn't have to make any decisions with the lawless gang. He's just like, hey. I'm boyfriend number two. I don't have he to dies make at 35. I don't have to make any of these decisions. I, I just suicide. reap the benefits. I just reap the benefits quote, of quote. a lawless land. That's it. I'm second in charge. That's all I got to do. All I got to do is say, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's a terrible picture. Yeah, you're right. Then the boss dies. So then he takes over. He's just like, you know what? I can run this ship. And then he runs the ship. Runs it immaculately. In Mexico, the king dies, and he commits suicide. Reportedly, gets commits suicide. Guess what? Everyone dies. You just drafted Derek Carr in the first round. Everyone (laughs) dies. Guess what? He gets to live out his entire fantasies. Kwame Brown level. Uh, Why had Earth got to live a full life and got to see himself as a movie in the movies? <laughs> and spent 40 years with the true love of his life that he met along with – well, he got ruined financially and reputationally for a while there. But he got to see his own reputation come back. You're talking about a manic, depressive, psychopathic guy who – like led a very low-level cowboy gang. Come on, man. They are cattle rustlers. Yeah. Hey, are cattle was the currency in the in that in that part of town, so he dominated that currency. 
I, I'm cool with that. Okay. Sure. Dominated. Yeah. I, I, sure, he ran that currency. I, I thought you were going to come up with something clever. I was like, man, I didn't think about that. I'm disappointed with the pick. No, <laughs> I'm honest, not. Though. I'm saying <laughs> he got but. to live his life. Checked out early. Great. Live fast, die young. That was it. At 35, are... I'd already be dead. <laughs> let's, Man let's, shot himself. let's be honest. We are all currently living better than every character in this movie. Yes. The West sucks, y'all. Everyone is sweaty all the time. You might die <laughs> by ordering the wrong alcoholic beverage and like stepping on someone's toes. Like it's just a terrible time to be alive. Like, why would it's just terrible. No one. I'm sure the body odor was awful. It was just a bad. <laughs> just ignore no air conditioning and no deodorant. Oh, It'd be a boy. terrible time to live. All right, guys. Before we get into what was I terrible about the West, tell us what was good about the West and good about this movie. Right. What did you absolutely love about this movie? Uh, I was just. I thought this is Val Kilmer's best performance that I've seen. On film, I'm um, trying to think of a time he was better. Um, he was not as great, but he was as charming as uh, in Willow. But I mean, I'm not going to compare the roles, but the charm factor was there. Um, I don't know, man. This, this, I like how slow it was in the beginning because you're just getting to know the characters and how the town feels about the characters, and like you kind of get the sense of like their legend and who they are and and then you know immediately when the event happens, like this is the event that sparks the rest of the movie. And I like the structure of that because then it just builds and builds from there. So I like the structure of it. I don't know. Okay. Jordan, what did you absolutely love? Well, I think we were covering it was the casting. The casting is definitely the strongest point of the movie. But I'll also go, I enjoyed the music quite a bit in this movie. It also had a great soundtrack to fit the mood. It's not a music that I would jam to, but it's a, that a music that really sets the tone correctly. I'm going to go ahead and say this. Russell, White Earth, Doc Holliday, they were about that action, boss. Hey, that's mm-hmm. my favorite part. They were about that action every single time. They didn't even have to go sideways. It could just be slightly tilted, and they were just like, yep, I'm about that action. And I'm just like, okay, let's go. So just like every step of the way, they just like felt like larger-than-life characters. That's what I really loved. They just felt like watching like Pecos Bill, like I'm reading a guy like Russell a Tornado or, you know, John Henry just like out working this machine. And it just felt like I'm watching that with these two just, like, normal people, but they felt larger than life. Ray, what were you going to say? I, I like what you said. I'm going to amend one thing you said, though. It definitely felt like Doc Holliday was like, I'm just going to piss people off so I have an excuse to fight them. Um, I like that Wyatt Earp, though, was just like, it seems like he was at the point in his life where he was like, I'm just trying to chill and be cool the rest of my life. I don't, but trouble keeps finding me. Like, he keeps t- turning down the job to be, like, what, I don't know, the sheriff or a ranger. I don't know what it is. But he keeps, maybe, and Seth can add to this. But it, he seems, like, it, at this point in the movie, in his life, not in the movie, in his life, he's just like, I'm done doing all that stuff. I just want to, like, bang my hot girlfriend and get some land somewhere. 
but trouble keeps finding him. Seth, add on to that. So technically speaking, that's not true. He actually was trying to be a lawman pretty much because he would do anything to make money. They just wanted to – the Earp clan was very well, clannish, and there's actually two more bro- or two more brothers you didn't see in the movie. And when they all came into Tombstone, they were trying to, like, get a piece of any action. The silver mines, the, mm-hmm. you know, the the Oriental, I think is what – isn't that what it's called? The place that he bought? The Oriental, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that was all real. Uh, but he also – him and his brother uh, – Virgil did actually he was a police officer he wasn't necessarily it was not his first choice and I but I like that the movie changed that to where he was more reluctant because I felt like that was a better story but it was one of those things they kind of changed in it but I did like that uh but one of the th- actually him and Behan got into it because Behan had kind of promised him a role and Behan went back on it and as like a county sheriff or tax collector that kind of deal uh Let's stick with what Jared said though once he decided, oh, game on, mm-hmm. he was game on. He was like, all right, pistols are out. I'm not even looking and I'm shooting at you. Like, I'm just going to be looking. Like, I'm just going to point and shoot. And I'm going to hit you every time because I'm going to have cheat codes on. Like, I don't know. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Well, and that's what, and that was accurate. I mean, he did, he really was. He went on a vendetta ride. And he did the gunfight, the OK Corral. He's the guy who coined the phrase, you know, fast is fine, but accuracy is everything. He wasn't about the quick draw. He was just about drawing and firing. He didn't have any fear. So he was able to draw slowly, calmly, and shoot people. Uh, Bono, the, the part I loved about the movie, though, the most, obviously Val Kilmer's iconic role, and he made the movie iconic to a lot of, especially Western fans and things like that. But my favorite part was him and Russell's friendship, like, yeah. or him and Wyatt's friendship. To me, that really that was the heart of the movie. And when I was younger, it was all the killing because it was the action. Then it was Val Kilmer's performance. And now that I'm older, it's 100% the friendship between Wyatt and Doc Holliday. Oh, yeah. No. First uh, we all had great things that we loved about this movie. Um, Seth even picked that for his favorite bromance when I talked when we brought up bromances um, a couple weeks ago, ironically, at another Val Kilmer movie. <laughs> but yeah, no. So we all really like love this movie, uh, primarily from the casting standpoint. And we found some, we loved the larger of life, larger than life story. But some nitpicks or things we didn't like, um, or I guess I'll start out with that. Some Something that really like broke my heart was, uh, I guess I didn't realize it, is when um, his brother Morgan, Bill Paxton, died. Just, his quotes, are just like, you know, you're supposed to see a light. I don't see anything, and I just pass away, and I'm just like, damn, I have my feelings right now? Like, existential as hell <laughs> and yeah so i mean it's not a it's not like really a nitpick or a gripe or anything it's just like i was having fun now i'm kind of like bummed like somebody shoot somebody please uh bring me out of this that's not why i'm here <laughs> you got you got, got your wish. Just too depressing <laughs> shoot somebody else please i was like yeah geez was like that's that's not what we're doing so it felt like kind of like a break so i guess at the very least it would just be like a nitpick it felt like a character break all of a sudden um well i think that's also very much needed because of uh wyatt earp going on his rampage and that gives you like the justification of the ramp uh, oh the yeah yeah i mean like he needs to die but he yeah. does he have to be like the the star from super mario brothers it, I mean, it, it to <laughs> me it's like the uh, the shooting of the dog in uh the john wick movie you know same thing 
He was making a callback to his earlier conversation. Yeah, I know. I know. I got, it. I got it. I understand. It, I <laughs> it doesn't matter how you justify it. The shit was depressing. It was. <laughs> uh, so I guess that's like my nitpick. Um, and I I kind of hated the send off with the it just felt like very like 90s send off or just like. Oh, yeah. Uh, just like like a high school movie send off of just like oh everybody what happened to this character this is what happened to this character this is what happened to this character I was just like damn I would have you know you probably didn't have to do that for everyone like just put a bow on like one of the characters and just let it be I don't I don't I didn't really want like that high school nineties movie send off those are my two nitpicks Ray what do you got so that send off didn't bother me too much but what happened before kind of was like it doesn't feel earned i don't know so i don't i know of these characters i don't know these characters i don't know the stories and all that stuff right but i've heard of them so seth you're going into it and you know everything that's happening you can't wait to see certain moments happen this love story did not work for me i didn't buy it at all he just saw some girl in a bar thought she was hot and now i'm supposed to, now they're dancing to some music and the end, they're dancing. It's a credits roll, and it's like this big love story. It's like I'm gonna follow you wherever you go, and it's just like, uh, where was this throughout the whole movie? He just kind of stared at her a few times in the movie. I didn't really get that they were deeply in love. They were they just lusted after each other, and now it's this love story at the end. It just didn't work for me. It didn't feel that earned, and it was weird that that's what they ended the movie on on such a romantic note when it could have just been not played up as much. And then you add on what you said, the high school, like, Johnny the quarterback went on to lose state four years in a row, or whatever, like, you know, and now he now works at the gas station down the road. Like, that kind of shit didn't work on top of it. Sorry, Jared's laughing. It's making me laugh. Um, Seth, am I wrong there? Or, or is okay. your experience knowing the story, did it make it work for you? I'm, I'm going to tell you why I think you're wrong. And it, it wasn't actually knowing the story. It always worked for me, even before I had read you know, anything about Tombstone, like before I knew it was real when I watched it when I was a kid and stuff. Here's why. Uh, Wyatt Earp in the movie is constantly chasing what he thinks his dream is. Constantly, right? It's Matty Blaylock, kids, you mm -hmm. know, house, businessman, settled kids, all that good stuff. He even tells her at one point that suits him right down to the bones, right? Uh and then everyone else is trying to force upon a different dream on him. You need to be the lawman, the famous lawman you were in Dodge City. You need to do all this stuff. And at the very end of the movie, he's going, he's talking to Doc, and he talks about how there is no normal life. There's just life. You know, get on with it. And that's when he actually fully accepts what he actually wants, which is her. And he wants a life with her, and it's traveling and doing all these other things, and it's not what he was trying to prescribe for himself. It's not what others were trying to prescribe for himself. It was him accepting there is no normal life. I just got to go live and enjoy my life. And I think that was built up enough in the movie to where even though they ended up together, it made sense that he would at least go chase after her, even if they didn't end up. Like, even if they got that. divorced you know, a month later. So it worked for me because of that. And I get that he would chase after her. It's more of like the big deal it was. Like the movie played it up like it was – a guy chasing a girl down at the airport before she got on a plane. I was like, eh, that's too much for me. I don't know. So for me, I just more solid that, that he was, you know, he, he was in later in his life and he 
just needed something else. So before because we go now to... he's got nobody else on it. So that's how I took it before... more than the deep love or just like someone to be with. Before we hop over to Yorton, this is where I normally would make a serendipity comment uh, against Ray, but Seth is playing extreme mental gymnastics and I now I get to What? Extreme mental gymnastics? Oh, Yorton, what were your least favorite slash nitpick slash things you didn't like about this movie? I think what mine comes down to the fact that I've seen this movie so many times and where I don't, uh, and it's been a while that when I went to play it again, it's like I know all the beats and everything, but they just weren't clicking. So that's, it wasn't anything necessarily wrong. It's just like I've seen this before and it's just not interesting me. So I like this idea. Jordan, it's like a movie that was always in your blockbuster hall of fame, but then you're just like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have put it there. Maybe it shouldn't yeah. be there. Like, I elected someone who shouldn't be in the hall of fame in hindsight. Like, ah, why are they in the hall of fame? Now, now in the light, they're looking a little bit different. Bait. That's bait. I know where you're heading with this. That's bait. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, <clears throat> You played for He's that. ignoring you. It's okay. Um, awesome. So we all had our nitpicks. Does anyone have any questions? I think Ray, you asked your question in the midst of it. For the Sorry, record, I not. actually had no nitpicks. You didn't actually ask, but I have no nitpicks. Anyway. I know that's why I didn't ask. <laughs> I just wanted to state it for the record, though. And I, I didn't. That's have why I didn't. Yeah, because I thought you covered just the fact that weren't nitpicks. Because I was wondering about your turn ideas about how accurate the movie was, but then you covered that part about it. Yeah, I, it was inaccurate in a lot of certain elements, but it just made the story better, and so I appreciate it. You know, one thing, though, I'm sort of surprised that uh, they that would be accurate, but they didn't do in the movie, was when he got into that one big gunfight by the river, and he had mm -hmm. his jacket out. It didn't show that his jacket was filled with bullet holes. Because the dude just naturally didn't get shot for some reason. Wyatt Earp just could not been hit. But anyways. Pot armor and in his real life. jacket had holes. No, in, in yeah, he literally had crazy. pot armor yeah. in real life. Because that river scene happened. That's yeah. the craziest part about it. Because that was the gunfight that seemed the most unrealistic. If you didn't know. Like, if you're just mm -hmm. like, oh, which one was the most unrealistic? You would say him walking out in the middle of a crossfire in a river. And blasting Curly Bill Brocious away with a double barrel shotgun while he sat there and fired at him. And yet that actually happens. You know what just popped in my brain? I want a remake of this, but have Chad Stalinsky make it. He's the guy who did John Wick. I don't, I don't, I don't want to speak to you anymore. Like, I, I, whoa, whoa, whoa. No. We're not going to do this because John Wick is a better no. man. Hold up. Let's not do this. Me and York are gonna go get some popcorn. We'll be back. Let's not do this. Let's not do this. Yeah. Because do you we really need gun food in a John western Nick. movie? You can it, replace Keanu Reeves and John Wick, and it's still just as good. I'm not even sure. Anybody can you know what? No, no. Enough. I just thought about this, and it just <clears throat> popped up and made me laugh. You know what movie? No, I wanted him to redo western. That I think would be funny and hilarious. Cowboys and Aliens, but with the John Wick director. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with that. 
Ray, before we hop into categories. I want to put a pin on this remake, all this bullshit. I just want to say this movie doesn't need that. What it needs is a director's cut 4K remaster. And that's yes. it. Yes, that is correct. That is absolutely correct. Oh, it's uh, a shame it doesn't have it. Ray, Ray put the ultimate pin in it because we all agreed on it, which is something we really do. <laughs> so now we're going to hop into categories. So for our first category, we got to go with MVP. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start off. I love, 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 love Doc Holiday. Yep. That's the answer. We all agree. It has to be. <laughs> I want to pick Wyatt Earp, but I can't. I got to I gotta keep going with Doc. I got to go with Doc Holliday. I got to go with Val Kilmer. Yeah, Kurt Russell was great. Jordan. What is it? But no, Jordan. It also See, yeah, like... you got to go with Doc Holliday because oh, okay. this is a movie that was really, really, really where uh, Wyatt Earp had to play a little bit more subtle, but that allowed Doc Holliday to be this larger than life character. <laughs> and even being hampered by to having tuberculosis, he was larger than life, which oh, yeah. made it really interesting. It felt like this was such a fun role to play. He was like, I'm just going to pretend to be drunk half the time. This is awesome. Like, it seemed like a, a, the most fun character to play in that film. And he really, it was just so out of left field. And I loved it. Oh, and his accent worked, though. Man, he even talked about that. He actually sounded like a man from a dentist from Georgia in the 1800s. He actually did a really good job with that, and that's usually something sure. that, well, we've seen Daniel Craig try to pull that off. Uh, it it don't always work. What I mean, Bond movie are you watching? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Listening? Yeah, I was like Daniel Craig. No. Listening? No, he no, he was. What was it? Cowboys and Aliens? Knives out. Yeah, it was Cowboys and Aliens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about yeah. Knives Out. When he does the oh, oh yeah yeah that's like it's like stupid on purpose I think oh yeah oh, I haven't no, seen I, Knives I Out well I want to say what's the movie where they um, rob the uh, NASCAR race oh lucky, oh Daniel. my god lucky what Logan a fun movie yeah that was. Lucky, that was a fun movie he did an amazing job with that one so he I just did, thought yeah. it was funny like playing a southern guy there anyway. but uh, so. Yeah. Now we're going to go with Six Man. Uh, I, it's not going to win, but I got to nominate it. Spider um, Mustache. Nominated for Six Man. That was, that was a glorious mustache. Who? Is that Wyatt Earp's mustache nominated oh, yeah. for Six Man? I, I got to put it out there. It was fantastic. Um, mm, but no, for good. my Six Man, I definitely got to go with. Um, I'm going, I, it's going to be a two for one. I'm going with Curly Bill and Johnny Ringo as my co six man. They were really good as villains. They felt threatening, um, as a collective and they did a really good job of like combating against Wyatt Earp where he just wasn't like this dominant figure. They actually like hurt him at times. I mean, not, not physically because plot armor, but emotionally. So. Real life armor. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm gonna go with that duo, Curly Bill and Johnny Ringo. Jordan, who do you got? I'm gonna go with a, a combo with Sam Elliott and Bill Paxton. Uh, yeah, they they just weren't in enough movie where I feel like they would be in the main cast, and 
like you were talking about with Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton, man, talk about a man who knows how to die in movies. <laughs> this, yeah, I thought that already. He is really good at those death scenes, you know? <laughs> and then Samuel, uh, Sam Elliott, man, I, I, he's tailor made for westerns. Yeah. Okay, that's a great pick. I love that too. Uh, Seth, who do you got? Seth's tough because I was not thinking of Michael Bain since he was like a primary antagonist. I wasn't thinking of him as six man eligible. But if you think about it, he pretty much had the same amount of screen time as Bill Paxton kind of did. He didn't have a whole lot of screen time. He didn't have a lot of and screen so I was, time. Yeah. yeah, so I was going to go with Bill Paxton at first because he had the precipitating event and he did a great job with his death scene. Uh, but I'm going to have to go with Michael Bain because Michael Bain's amazing and I loved him as the bad guy. I mean, I'm really sad Michael Bain didn't do more work in the 90s when he was really good. But uh, yeah. I uh, I'm going Michael Bain. He also made another Western TV show, by the way, that's also really good called Magnificent Seven. That is related to those movies. So everyone check it out. It's good. Uh, it's, my, it's my pick as well. It's just weird. He's like the movie star that never became a movie star. He was just like character actor. No, he wasn't. He was just Michael Bain. Actually, not a character. He was just Michael Bain in all these cool movies, but he never became like the star of the movie. You know, he's just oh yeah, I like this guy. So he's yeah, either he's, good Michael Bain or bad Michael Bain. He is a six man MVP Hall of Famer. Like he's a six man Hall of Famer because in every movie, he's yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Uh, I just yeah, no, he was awesome in this movie, and um, the only reason I roped in Curly Bill because he did pretty good, but he got punched out earlier. Um, Johnny Ringo lasted throughout, so uh, give, give them both their credit. So I know we haven't done this category in a while, but this movie had so many quotables. Um, who, wh- what is your favorite quote, uh, Jordan? You may go now. That was my favorite quote in the movie. <laughs> when, when the dude's holding a shotgun and realize, oh, this guy knows a Doc Holliday and our friends and everything. He's like, crap, I'm about to shoot them. And then he just sort of goes dumbfounded. And then Doc's just like, shoots him away like, oh, I didn't notice you. You may go now. <laughs> just my favorite line in the movie. Like, I forgot you were there. You may go now. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that, yeah. All right. Right. <clears throat> Bro, when Michael Bain is there to shoot Kurt Russell, they're about to have their shoot off, and he's like, I didn't think you'd come. And out of the shadows, you hear, I'm your Huckleberry. I was like, what the f- is happening? I love, like, that is the goofiest line and also the perfect line for Val Kilmer. It's like, are you offended? Like, if that's you, are you offended that someone, like, is talking shit to you like that? Like, in a way, you, you're like, I don't even understand what that means. I'm angry right now. I'm your huckleberry? But he just, I'm your huckleberry. I was like, man, you're either drunk or cooler or the cruelest person in the world. So, um, or, that's my favorite or line. Both. Or both. Oh, Beth? So this one's hard for me. Uh, all those are great moments and great lines. Uh, I, Honestly, I had two. I had the one that moved me the most, and I had the one that I repeat the most and quote the most. So I guess I'll go with the quotable one uh, instead of the emotional one. And it is the one that he goes, it appears my my hypocrisy knows no bounds. 
as whenever I catch myself mm-hmm. being a hypocrite, I say that out loud and hope the people around me know it. If not, I just look like a really cool person <laughs> and it works. But I do okay. have an honorable mention if Jared doesn't say it. I would like to say afterwards. If I want to go okay. over a few of them too. Yeah, go ahead, yeah. Jared. I, I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and take it. Are you just going to stand there or just bleed? Oh, it's a good one. He's telling you to Billy Bob Thornton as he hits him in the face not once but twice. And then tells While he's him, unarmed. While oh. unarmed. Like, oh. Are you going to stand there and do something or just bleed? Incredible content. A good one. And then um, when Doc Holliday is talking to his girlfriend on his deathbed, his way with words is just immaculate. And he says, like, <laughs> instead of breaking up, he says, we must renegotiate the terms of our engagement. <laughs> just like, what? Is this man speaking in cursive? But it's just—it just has a way with words, and I loved it. So those are my two. But like, if I had to pick one, are you going to stand there and do something, or just are you going to stand there and do something, or just bleed? Um, because the entire scene predicated with uh, Billy Bob Thornton just getting punked. I I want to shout out. Uh, White Earp also said earlier. He said, uh, "Was uh, I just had it." Oh, I don't think I'll let you arrest us today, Bihan. Like, he's telling the sheriff, like, I'm not going to let you arrest me today. And the sheriff's like, all right, you just go on ahead now. There's a lot of good ones. Go ahead, Seth. You had a couple too, huh? Yeah, no. The emotional line that gets me, especially the older I get, is when he's at Doc's death. But I already kind of referenced this earlier. But it's, you know, the whole, you know, there's no normal life, right? Why? Mm-hmm. There's just life. Go and live it. I love that line. I absolutely love it. Because when I was watching that line this last time, that's when I got choked up. I was like, mm, okay. All right. Go ahead. No, I, and there's a, you know, there's a crap ton of lines in here. But I like when he's talking to Big Nose Kate and he's over here and he says, like, you are a good woman. Then again, you could be the Antichrist. And I'm just <laughs> like, yes, because if you've ever been in a bad relationship, yeah. With anyone, that line resonates. White Earp also has when he says, like, you call down the thunder. Well, now you got it. It's like, oh, shit, this guy's going to fucking kill me. It's incredible, incredible quotables in this movie. Um, wait, gonna... wait. Oh. One more. Just one more. It. When you first meet Doc Holliday and he says, are we not friends no more? I don't think I can bear it if we're not friends no more. And he does that whole little spiel. Mm-hmm. At the very beginning of the card game, like, what a perfect entrance for him! <laughs> there was not sarcastic, caustic, drunk, flippant, deadly, perfect combination. Okay, I'm done. I will not talk about any more lines. I could, but I won't. I've got one more. And oh, go ahead. Got to do with uh, Bill Clayton and Doc Holliday when he uh, Bill Clayton's like, "You're so drunk, you can't hit nothing." In fact, you probably seen double. And yeah. then Doc Holliday pulls out his two revolvers. It's like, I have two guns, one for the each of you. That, that is a great. great one. I'll put both of you down. Oh, oh, man. Incredible movie. Like I said, I love that this movie is about that action. Uh, so, Road Tripper, anybody got road trips? Because uh, yeah. I know the person I am taking. Um, I'm taking Josephine Marcus. Um, she is. 
She is very, very worldly. She loves art. She loves theater. I love art. I love theater. I'm about keeping the peace. I'm about whatever she's bringing. That's it. That's it. I don't care. I'm taking her. Well, I'm not taking. Uh, Early Bill is a bitch. He's staying at home. <laughs> Straight up. He's staying at home. Uh, not taking him. Um, Lee, I, I think Johnny Ringo is more honorable. So, But like, Curly yeah. Bill, get out of here. Uh, Jordan, who are you taking? Hmm. I am going to take. I, I, I feel like I just have to take Doc Holliday because he's the ultimate bro. You know, if you're, you're if he's friends with you. What? So you're going to catch tuberculosis. You're going to be a lunger. <laughs> eh, it's cured now. It's curable now. So we're good. <laughs> okay. Who are you leaving? Who am I leaving? I am going to take your Johnny Ringo and leaving your Johnny Ringo. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'm not. I can't argue that. That's fair. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dude had take, no chill, man. <laughs> so we're taking um, Doc Holiday leaving Ringo. Got it. Ray, who do you got? I'm leaving Ringo because he just so easily just killed like a newlywed couple in the family and just. I'm not at that. He just seems like a bad time overall. Now, I'm not taking Doc Holiday because I'm a simple guy. I don't like, like, I'm a de-escalator. And I feel like he'd be escalating fights. And I'm I'm like, Doc, you know, I don't have your back on this one, right? Oh, I got you. You got my back. No, no, Doc, I don't have your back. Like, I would have to repeat, like, don't talk to these people. So I'm not into that. Um, I, I was looking at the girls in the cast. And there's some better looking ones. <laughs> but Josephine Marcus, she sold me on her when she said, my family's rich. So that's who I'm going with. <laughs> Thank you for joining the dark side and taking Dana Delaney. Uh, Seth, what are we doing? Look, Ray is 100% correct about Doc Holliday. He is 100% an escalator. And that, obviously not the stare kind, but he is going to, cause a fight he is going to do that all the time uh but i'm going to take this version and i stress this version not the real life one but this version of doc holiday because uh, one he could actually shoot uh and i know he's loyal if i'm friends with him i ain't gotta worry about anything all right i can stay up party all night we're good because he's gonna be there right beside me and like i said this version can shoot so i'm taking him but who i'm leaving Johnny Ringo, man, that dude's a psychopathic, manic, depressive, bipolar, whatever he had back then that was undiagnosed, and he was with a gun shooting people. I don't want to, I'll take Curly Bill over him because at least Curly Bill had some control over his faculties as long as he wasn't high on opium. I'm leaving Johnny Ringo. Out of Ringo, hey. yeah. If Curly Bill would have controlled his opium habits, I felt like. This movie would have been a lot less exciting. Great. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you have a counter? I did, but I forgot. So we're going to oh. move in. Oh. I was going to ask Seth, what are you doing where you needed some kind of undying loyalty in your life on this road trip? Hey, I am a guy who just 
if I'm going to go on a road trip and have a lot of fun and gamble and drink, I want a guy who can, you know, have my back and, you know, I'm not going to do anything bad. I just want someone there who's, you know, I know is not going to leave me because most of the time when we do this, let's be real here. We're picking people who might leave us. Uh, I don't think Doc will. Oh, my God. We didn't even talk about the walking on water line or the part where they say, like, why are you doing this, Doc? And he's like, because Wider's my friend. And he's like. And he goes, I don't. <laughs> That's such a good line. Sorry, yeah. Jared. I know you said we were done with quotes, but I mean. So we can literally take the whole movie to the Rotten Tomatoes game. We are moving on. All right, all right. I'm going to suck at this one. We are playing Rotten Tomatoes. All right, so awesome. Our winner last week was, I forgot. Um, We always forget. Who cares? I can tell you the score, though. uh, Oh, yeah. Do you got a score update? Rotten Tomatoes game. Here we go. What was the game? Was it Maverick? No, I think it was. Uh, it was Last, Last Dragon. Dragon. Yeah, Last yeah I, I was. I did not win that. It was uh, too high. Jared is three. I have five. Then Seth and Yorton battling it out. Seth is twelve. Yorton is ten. I have twelve. Yeah. I don't know how either, man. Makes no sense. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> We're ready. I thought you were going to say like seven. <laughs> So I guess I'll go first, or right? Don't you want to go last if you won, because you want to be able to judge off of other people's guesses? Yes. All right. Well, I guess I I was when I think of a Rotten Tomato, I I picture when I picture this movie on the Rotten Tomatoes website, I'm picturing a a bright red tomato and the number ninety one next to it. I just feel like this is the this is the ultimate 90s Western movie. I think critics ate it up. That's one. And I mean, with the cast alone, like there's no one unlikable in the cast. So I think they're all just going to eat it up. 91. Okay, 91. Jordan, what do you got? I really don't know what to make of it. And it's hard to remember back in the 90s how this movie would have gotten compared to by the critics. So I'm going to go where I do feel like it's going to be relatively positive. I'm going to go 82. 82. All right, Seth, what about you? Okay, so here's what I know. I know I love Westerns. I know critics hate Westerns, with the exception of Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven for some ungodly reason. Uh, And I know that this movie, unfortunately, only was nominated for two awards in the entire time. And it was MTV Movie Awards, and it was both for Val Kilmer, for the record. He lost both, and I'm still pissed at the Oscars that Val Kilmer wasn't even nominated, much less that he should have won, because he should have won. Val Kilmer deserved all the awards. Anyway, so I'm going to go with a 71%, simply because I know that Hollywood has a bias against Westerns. Well, one of you were one point off. Really? Can y'all believe that? That man is Seth. This movie yeah. got a 72 on Rotten Tomatoes. First of all, first of all, I know I won, and I'm supposed to be happy. Ray is correct. That is the appropriate score. The audience gave but this a 94. Wait, yeah, because the audience is right, and critics hate Western movies. You can go back and look at any Western movie, especially in the 90s, 80s, and 70s. 
starting with the 70s, Hollywood had a bias against Westerns. In fact, the Westerns were the modern – I'm going to stop talking now, but they're the historical superhero films in which they were shunned by the Oscars. I just want to throw that out there with rare exceptions. I'm curious what was the 93 Oscars. It's 94 Oscars because the movie came out in 93. So actor in a supporting role, Tommy Lee Lee Jones won for The Fugitive. DiCaprio was nominated for What's Eating Gilbert Great, Ralph Fiennes, Schindler's List. Okay. Malkovich in The Line of Fire, Pete Postlewhite. And then you can replace two of these people and put put Kilmer on there. I mean, Val Kilmer should have won, but yeah. Film, I want to see what films were nominated and just see if we can. Best picture, Schindler's List, okay. The Fugitive, okay. In the Name of the Father, I don't even know what that is. The Piano, okay. And The Remains of the Day, what? Who is that? What is that? I don't know. Get rid of it. They should. The Line of Fire was really good. I like that. Someone had an idea where they should do like an Oscars redo. Every five years, they look at the Oscars from five years, five years ago. And go, oh, we messed up. <laughs> like, Crash should not have won that year, you know, or something like that. So. <laughs> All right. So, I got uh, no disagreements really with this. For Fugitive for supporting role, that, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones, yeah, he carried that movie. We're talking about nominations, though. Like, first of all, Kilmer should have. No, hey, yeah, he did carry that role, but it wasn't as good as this. That's the. Point. And, and the fugitive is great. Get yeah, I I'm like, I do love the fugitive, but Val Kilmer in Tombstone is just that good. So I, I don't hate the choice, but I hate that it came at the expense of this. The name um, of the was it even nominated? That's the problem yeah. I have. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, you make, what was because the there's a bias against westerns. So, now, are we going to recommend this movie to a friend? I'm going to say yes. This is being recommended to a friend. No caveats. Ray, what about you? Yeah, I think the characters alone are enough to get anyone through the movie, even if they don't like Westerns. Like, it's just, it's a bromance in the 1800s. And uh, it's just a fun set of characters and some some good gunfights. So, yeah, absolutely. Seth? Oh, yeah. It, this is the movie that if someone goes, hey, you should watch this movie. Like, I don't like Westerns. I don't care. Watch the damn movie. You're going to like this one. It, I mean, it's good. You don't have to like Westerns to like this movie. It's even though it's a hardcore Western, it still doesn't have that. It has that cross genre appeal to anybody. And well, maybe not a five year old. But like, you know, anyone of age. Uh, Jordan, you know, I'm mostly surprised when I talk about this movie is how popular it is with women and how much they love Doc Holliday in this really? movie. Yeah. And so that, for me, That's it's the Val Kilmer effect. The Val okay. Kilmer effect? Yeah. Because <laughs> ain't no woman actually going talking about Dennis Quaid, all right? Or uh, and Doc Holliday, or Doc Holliday yeah. himself. But I always find that interesting. It, it's like you tip, like a response you typically don't get with Westerns. And so, yeah, I'm going to recommend this movie. Just because I feel like this is one of those movies I feel like everyone uh, should see. And so, yeah, I I would definitely recommend this movie. I'm going to say that in my household growing up, getting our entire family together, um, 
all to sit down and watch one movie at the same time. So, uh, like, my sister, me, my mom, my dad, my brother, like, getting us all in the same room to sit down and watch a movie, damn near impossible, because we all like doing our own thing. This is one of those movies that when it's on, we all come into the living room, all of us sit down and watch it. All together as a family. And it's crazy. You're just like, ah, Jared, what's a family movie? And I'm just like, Tombstone. You know, sit down and watch Tombstone as a family. It's weird to say. Um, with that being said, it's in my Hall of Fame. No questions asked. Very simple. Very easy. Ray, what about you? I think it's in my Hall of Fame, but there are questions asked. Uh, um, it's in my Hall of Fame for different reasons than I put other movies like Armageddon in the Hall of Fame. I think this is a movie where... I don't think of wanting to rewatch over and over, but it's something I will enjoy rewatching a few times. Like, oh, it's on. Uh, I forgot. Yeah, I want to watch this movie. I forgot. Like, I don't think about it. But when it's on, I'll be like, oh, yeah, this actually is a really good movie. And I'll end up watching it a few times. So I'll go ahead and say yes. Okay. Got two votes. Um, well, I mean, before we get to Seth, actually, no, let's go with Seth. Seth, Hall of Fame, no? Here's the thing. You talk about it being a family movie. I've been watching this movie. I started watching it with my grandmother because that's the one who had the VHS copy. So I'd go to her house and watch this movie as a seven-year-old. Uh, and so I've been watching this movie since I was seven. And I watch it at least, if not every year, every couple years. I quote it all the time. I absolutely freaking love this movie. I mean, I had the book Tombstone solely because of this one. I uh, One time on a true story on a trip, a youth trip, I would say names that only Jared would know who I'm talking to. We were going on a ski trip. Jared, you weren't on this trip. Uh, and I spent at least a solid two hours going over Wyatt Earp's life and, and what happened at the OK Corral, what led to it, and just recounting the story of Tombstone. I've done that multiple times. Uh, I remember the story being told, actually. I remember yeah. from the person you were telling it to. I actually do remember. Yes. I'm just saying, this This is a, something that I, I have done multiple times in my life. So. 100% this is all the same movie for me. Awesome. Uh, Jordan. Yeah, this is a movie I felt like would used to be on my Hall of Fame, but I have taken it down from the Hall of Fame. I, I just, after watching it this time, I have no desire to rewatch it. I've seen it enough where I can have easily conversations with people. I remember a lot of the lines and everything, but it's just not a movie that I enjoyed like I used to. And so, no, it's not going to be on my Hall of Fame. You know what? That's respectable. So, well, but you are an asshole. <laughs> Tombstone is going into the Blockbuster <laughs> Hall of Fame. It's not unanimous, but at least Jordan had a respectable opinion. Um, oh, yeah, we'll go with it. So, Tombstone, our newest entry to the Blockbuster Hall of Fame. That concludes. Oh, Ray? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm waiting. Go ahead. Sorry, uh, that concludes our section of popcorn flicks uh, for the summer. And so next we're going to move into a new category. It's going to be um, animation. So we're going to, everyone's going to pick their anim one animated movie. We're going to do one-offs because we are pushing up against my favorite time of the year, spooky season. So we get uh, some one-offs as we go through this. I have the reluctant pick of... The first movie, and 
Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, I want you to give us a hint. Give us a hint, and I want us to try to guess. This is the new oh, thing yeah. I want us I to do. I want you. To try to guess. I I like this game. It's an animated like medium, but the genre is horror. Oh, I told you I was going to pick a horror animated movie. Um, is it Franken Coraline? Frank, Frank. What? Frankenweenie Frank. Coraline. <laughs> Coraline Frank is what I thought of. <laughs> I, don't know. I can't oh. believe you said Frankenweenie first. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No. Is that one I of those movies? movies. <laughs> to be fair, y'all kiboshed my original pick by saying a couple of y'all are going to pick some different styles of animation movies. I don't want to step on it live on the pod. Um, and so that kind of like kiboshed the one that I kind of wanted, but Y'all spoke first, so I give y'all credence. So you're gonna watch Coraline. Oh, okay, we did get it. Yeah, yeah. I've only it. watched it once in theaters and haven't seen it since, but I remember loving it all the way back then. And it's highly rated, highly revered, one of the best animated horror movies ever made. So we're gonna watch it, Coraline, next week. You sure it's not Frank and Weenie? Buddy, Frankenweenie is terrible. I no, I, I actually enjoy it. My daughter watches it like a crazy person all the time. Like, what? No, I'm excited. My daughter's seen Coraline. I haven't, so I'm excited. You know, to I, I haven't seen it. I haven't and that's a, I've seen a lot of his other animated movies. Like, I, I've lost kind of how many times I've seen like Oprah. James the Giant Peach and stuff. So, be interesting. But yeah, no. Ooh. So uh, definitely watching Coraline. Um, but yeah, catch us next week for Coraline. Um, thank you guys for sticking with us and listening. Uh, sorry, the summer was a bit hectic for us, but um, we're back in our routine phase um, <laughs> as we work in education. So creatures of habit. So we should be a little bit more consistent coming up. So thanks, guys. Bye.